Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hey there, and welcome back to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades and your home. Joining me today is my husband and co-owner of LCS, Travis Lucas. Hey, Travis. Hey, suckered back in. (laughs) On today's episode, we're going to talk about humidity in the home and how to know if you have an air conditioner problem or a humidity problem. All right, Travis, well, I asked you to join me for this topic today because I know you're passionate about humidity. All the time, he's talking to me about humidity and dew point. <laughs> Correct. So let's start with the weather here in Indiana. So we all feel like humidity in the summer when it's 90 degrees outside with 80% humidity. We can all feel that. We all know what that feels like, right? Yeah. But what about when it's 70 degrees outside? Can the humidity still be high even when the temperatures are lower like that? Oh, absolutely. Um, Springtime, we have the rainy season. Mm, Rainy season equates to high humidity, high dew points. So what, okay, when you're talking about dew points, because this has confused me for a long time, what's the difference between like a humidity level and a dew point? Well, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but the best way to explain it, Mm -hmm. the way to explain dew point is you go outside and you set your glass out of ice water on a 70 degree day that feels comfortable. And why is your glass sweating? It's because the dew point's higher. Okay, so if you so that makes complete sense because we all know that hap- that's why I use Tervis glasses. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a ton of Tervis glasses. <laughs> yes. um, you don't have that issue out west, Arizona, New Mexico. Uh, their dew points are really low, so you can take ice water and literally it'll never sweat huh. because okay. the dew points are low. So if your water is fifty six degrees out and the dew points fifty eight, you're gonna get sweat. Okay. So, and that dew point is directly related to humidity then. And moisture, yes. Okay. And how, how that feels. So we all know kind of what humidity feels like. It's going to feel um, sticky, uncomfortable. Like you always feel like you walk outside, especially in the summer and you immediately like, why did I even take a shower? Because I'm sweating to death. <laughs> yes. And uh, as of late, the, the, the weather stations start talking about dew point more. Randy Ollis talks about it a lot now, mm-hmm. and I like to hear that. I love hearing dew point. Yes. Not humidity, eh. I want to hear dew point. I feel like I can relate better to humidity because I know, like, I was like, if the back of my hair is wet, it's humid outside. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about humidity in the home. So how does a homeowner know if they have a humidity issue? Um, you know, I know sometimes I think about, like, wet spots, like wet spots on a ceiling or something like that. How does a... How does a homeowner know if they have a humidity issue in their house? Uh, their their carpet is will kind of feel damp. Ooh, okay. And it's not that it's wet. Um, the humidity's up in the house. And okay. Th- like in your bathroom, take a shower. Yeah. The fan's not running. You got moisture very in there. Yeah, really it gets fast. steamy. Yeah. Same thing. So um, can there be condensation on mirrors and windows and things like not, that? Not. No, not to that degree. During okay. the summer, no. Okay. Uh, the humidity it would have to be really high. Okay. So I would imagine, like you mentioned carpet feeling a little damp. Yeah. Um, could it start to smell kind of musty or? Absolutely. In the springtime, you walk into your house uh, after the first day. Say you've been gone all day. Yep. The first day it warms up, you walk into your house, the AC has not turned on. You or maybe get, it's not even on at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not even on. You got on and off. Uh, the, the smells are there. Okay. So along with humidity, 
I've read before too that if the humidity is high in the home, that can affect um, growth of mold and mildew and things like that, which then can in turn affect respiratory um, allergy issues, asthma, different things like that. Is that now sometimes, you know, you'll talk about mold a little bit and you're like, sometimes it can be used as a scare tactic. Yeah. Um, but humidity, high humidity levels over a long period of time can create mold mildew, right? Absolutely. You can get mushrooms growing. I mean, oh, uh, on, no, honestly, <laughs> if, are you serious? Uh, yes. If mold, if mold, if humidity's high enough, like in a basement yeah, and it uh, goes unchecked, you can get mushrooms. Gross. So okay, you've probably seen that in home. We've seen that, and we've also <laughs> seen a customer of ours actually. I didn't believe them, his wife and or him. Uh, they had eighty percent humidity all the time, winter, summer, didn't matter. Well, they lived in a valley, down next to a creek that always had water in it, and their house was completely encapsulated with trees, so they had a canopy. Their mantle, in the summertime, would expand so much that it would warp because it was 80% humidity. We had to put a dehumidifier in their house. Wow. Okay. So, so talking about air conditioners, I don't, I don't think a lot of people necessarily know how an air conditioner truly works. So an air conditioner does not, the goal of it is not to blow cold air, right? Can you give us a quick, like yeah. not too technical tutorial on an air conditioner? Yeah. Now for the, for the record, the thermostat does base it off th- temperature. Mm-hmm. So not humidity, not humidity. You can do it by humidity, but it's a cheap way and it's not the right way because it, it'll overshoot your set point. Okay. But temperature wise, let's go back to temperature. You want to feel comfortable by dropping the temperature. The AC is not, it's not adding cold to your house. It's removing humidity. Okay. So as, as you start feeling better, as the temperature starts dropping, it's because humidity in the house is leaving. Um, the, the problem with that is it could shut off too early. You feel good for a little bit, and then it shuts off, and the humidity climbs in the house, and there's a long time before the AC kicks back on. So there is an option to r- make a thermostat run off humidity instead of temperature. The problem with that is if you like it 72 in your house, but you want the humidity 45, it will drive it almost possibly up to three degrees lower than 72 to try to get it to 45. The problem with that is you freeze. Yeah. Then you're freezing cold. cold. And I always think too of, you know, you talk about, you go out to Vegas or anywhere out West and it's a dry heat out there. So it could be, you know, 120 degrees and people are like, Oh, but it's not that hot because it's a dry heat. Well, there's no humidity. I mean, if it was 120 degrees here with hundred percent humidity, like we would literally like melt. Right? You wouldn't (laughs) go outside. No, it would be horrible. It'd be horrible. Um, so I think of the same thing inside when you are removing humidity from a home, it is automatically, even if the temperature doesn't change, it's going to make it feel cooler. Absolutely. Okay. So think about that with your air conditioner. If it's only 70 degrees outside, your air conditioner doesn't have to run for very long to get it to be 70 degrees in your home. Right. And that's what you're talking about where it doesn't take very long to achieve that temperature, but then it's not running long enough to remove the humidity. Correct. It's short cycling. Okay. We have this issue every summer in Indiana, in the Midwest, when it's 70 degrees outside, you feel clammy, especially upstairs. So mm-hmm. what do you do? You go turn the air conditioner on. The problem with that is it doesn't run long enough. You feel good for a about, I don't know, a couple minutes, five minutes, maybe. Right. System shuts off. Humidity doesn't really move and the humidity starts to climb until it kicks back on. Okay. Now, it seems like a common sense answer to that would be, I just need a bigger air conditioner. Is that the answer? Yes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> all that does, all that does is make it short cycle even quicker. 
Okay, because basically it's it's too big for your home, so it's cooling it even faster yes. than what it should be, yes. right? And so it's running even less than what it should be yes. if you were sized correctly. Now, does it make sense to get a smaller air conditioner then? Let's kind of force um, it to run longer? Yes, to a certain degree. But once again, if it's 70 degrees outside and there's no load, it's only going to run so much. So, But when that 90 degree a day shows up and you got a smaller air conditioner... Mm, you're in trouble. Up. Okay. So then when I want it to be 70 degrees in my home on a 90 degree day, won't happen. it won't get down there. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned before a whole house dehumidifier. So are there such things as portable dehumidifiers? Yeah. We actually call them disposable. Oh, uh, well, you can get them at okay. Lowe's or Home Depot. They're yep. anywhere between 200 to $450, $500. They have a really short lifespan. Why is that? cost they're just made cheap oh so they're cheap okay yeah. and i guess anything i imagine too anything that has water flowing through it is not going to last very long <laughs> they do they do work for an okay amount of time okay. Uh, but then they break and you get another one and we, we've seen basements with three dehumidifiers down there because two of them are dead and how much did you say? Two hundred to four hundred dollars. Two to four fifty, I think, ish. Okay, so even say it like three hundred. Let's go in the middle. Three hundred dollars a pop. If there's three down there, that's nine hundred dollars in portable dehumidifiers. Now, where does the water go in a portable? Well, you have to either have a drain right next to it, or have to have a garden hose to go to a drain, or you can buy one that's. Uh, well, the, most of them will just fill up, and then shut off. So that does you no good. Okay, until you, you empty it. Yeah, so you, maybe you remove humidity through the night, you forget to un, un, uh, drain it out in the morning, you leave for work, you come back at five, your humidity's through the roof, and things still not running until you d drain that bucket. That's a pain. Okay, yeah. that kind of makes me think of like portable humidifiers. They work and they do the job, but you're constantly having to fill those jugs up. Yep. It's a huge pain to have to do all that. Another big problem with disposable dehumidifiers are they're only going to do the area around them. Okay, so if you have it in a basement, it's going to do the basement. Kind of, maybe. It depends on how big your basement is, exactly, maybe? Exactly, yeah. Okay, yep. so it's going to do like right there. So if, if you have an area of your carpet that feels damp and smells Parker, musty, you can put it right, right there. there. Okay, but if you want it for your whole home, your option is going to be a whole house dehumidifier. Or buy eight dehumidifiers. Okay, and who wants... Okay, first of all, that's an eyesore. Nobody wants to see that. I'm telling you right now... And like electricity somebody, usage? Oh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Every time you plug in a dehumidifier, you add two to three to four to try to accomplish it in a small house. Yep. That all adds up to a massive amount of uh, electricity usage. Okay. So on a whole house dehumidifier, so um, we've done a segment on Indie Style where we actually had the whole house dehumidifier. They are heavy. Like they are heavy and it's a good size thing. Like clearly it's something that it's, it's not a do it yourself thing because ductwork comes out of it and drains and everything else. Right. And so are those really expensive to run? No, they're not, they're, not, they're not expensive to run over the long haul, no. Okay. And they last a lot longer. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about a whole house dehumidifier. So it actually, I mentioned before, like you have to, there's a lot more that goes into it than just the unit itself. How does that kind of work? So you can buy a standalone whole house dehumidifier and park it in your basement, and it does a lot more of pints per day than a standard disposable one that we get at Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards. Um, what you really want to try to do is can I in, can I incorporate it into my ducting system so I do the mm. whole house? Okay. That's what you want to do. You want to try to duct it into your whole house, and that requires a certain amount of distances, measurements. you got to know what you're doing, but it does require now some know-how. Okay. So is it connected to your furnace? Yeah. Okay, so it's connected to the ductwork and the furnace yep. and all of that stuff. So does it run on its own thermostat and its own controls, or is it controlled by the thermostat that does your furnace and air conditioner? So if your thermostat has the capability of dehumidification, you can run it through the dehumidifier. 
but you also can run it through the dehumidifier controller itself that will drive the blower on on the furnace when there's a call for dehumidification. Okay. So the cool thing, so the dehumidifier for a whole home does not replace your air conditioner. No, it's its, its own little air conditioner. Okay. So they kind of, they can, they can be running at the same time. They can work together or work independently. Okay. So... I will tell you, when we had, oh, what was it, maybe three or four years ago, um, you decided to install a whole house dehumidifier in our home. Mm -hmm. And we have trees over our home and things like that, and it was shaded. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I was not sold on a whole house dehumidifier. I didn't really understand it that well. I, I do like to control humidity because we have a piano in the home. But other than that, like, eh, I don't know about this, right? We didn't turn our air conditioner on that year until mid-June. It was insane how different it felt in our home it just it felt so much cooler in the summer and we actually turned our thermostat up what do we keep it now like 74 74. yeah we keep it at 74 yeah in the summer where before we used to keep it at 70 yeah and a telltale sign that you really probably need a whole house dehumidifier is if you call up and say i have to keep my thermostat at 68 or 69 degrees to be comfortable if you're turning it down that low, you have a humidity issue, not an air conditioning issue. Okay. What do, I don't know. There's some people that are just like, I'm cold-blooded. Like, I like it to be cold. You come to our house at, say, 70 degrees, and you, you're going to need a, a parka. <laughs> because <laughs> it feels so cold, yes. It, because we, we can drive our humidity down to about 45% in the dead of summer. Which is what we want, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's the other thing, too. With smart thermostats out there right now, most smart thermostats have humidity readings on there. So whether you have a humidifier hooked up or a dehumidifier hooked up, it's going to tell you what the humidity level is in your house. Mm -hmm. We get so many calls now from people who say, oh, my gosh, it's this you know, it's 80% humidity right now. Well, the thing is, it always has been. You just didn't know because the yeah. reading wasn't right there yep. on you, right? But it is a problem. Can high humidity cause, um, like I think of like our wood and how it expands and, and contracts and all that good stuff. I know low humidity contributes to that. Does high humidity as well? To a certain degree, yes. Floors, you don't really, unless it's really high humidity, right. you really won't see a problem. Uh, you will see in wood mantles. Okay. But flooring, it's more wintertime you see the flooring problems. Okay. Instruments, it definitely, yeah. string instruments, it definitely plays a role in. What about paint? Can it? Can high humidity um, cause paint to peel, anything like that? It can. It's got to be really high. It's got to be really high. For a long period um, of time. You're going to feel, you're going to feel discomfort as, as, you're, as a person as opposed to things in your house okay. when you start getting high humidity first. Okay. So think about, you know, think about the investment for your home. So you mentioned cost on a disposable dehumidifier, mm -hmm. that $200 to $450 roughly. Um, if you would have a true whole house dehumidifier that's ducted into your system and everything, I mean, can you give us a range yeah, on what a, people are looking it's at? It's a wide range. It could be as low as 1800 up to thirty-five to 4000 depending on the setup. Um, okay. It just it just depends. It's your footprint. It's how you want to control it. It's how large the dehumidifier is. Where do we have to get our power from? Where's the drain going? Okay. Uh, how much ducting do we have? There's a thing, a lot of things involved, but it's well worth its money. It's well worth its weight in gold in Indiana and the whole Midwest. Every okay. house can benefit from a dehumidifier. I've heard you say that a hundred times. Like every homeowner in Indiana needs to investigate a whole house dehumidifier. Investigate. Oh, yeah, investigate. Investigate, in, yeah. <laughs> yes, but invest in, too. Yeah, invest in. Investigate and then invest in. Yes. yes. Look, Do you're getting homework. ready to make fun of me for yes. my word choice. Do some homework, and you, it, it's well worth it. Yeah, so we are, we are literally in that prime time. I would say generally March, depending on the weather, through, what, end of May into June? I mean, honestly, when... it can run nonstop through the whole year. 
Do we turn but, ours off? Do you ever turn ours no, off in the summer? Stays at fifty. I, I got okay. ours set at fifty percent. Okay. So if it's springtime, you can hear the dehumidifier running and no AC. July and August, the dehumidifier is still running, not mm-hmm. as much, but the AC has been running more. Okay. Okay. But it's always going. It's going to help the AC be able to keep that temperature as well. Yes, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna help the life of your air conditioner because it kind of takes a load off of it. Yep. Really. Okay. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. Travis, this has been so helpful. I think a lot of things too, is people just don't know if when we feel uncomfortable in our homes, we automatically assume it's a furnace or air conditioner. And so factoring in something like humidity and something else that can help that it's just, it's just teaching people about that. I know you talk about it a lot when we look at replacing furnaces and ACs and things like that too. Hey, here's how a whole house dehumidifier would be beneficial. People just don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was great information. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks so much for joining me today on Talk and Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Talk and Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.